Hello, this is Revel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. For Timeline Clarity, the show is recorded and uploaded in May 2009. My guest today is pioneer in the raw food movement. He has a Ph.D. in nutritional science and, uh, and currently has an active practice at the age of 79 in New York City. He's been doing this for over 40 years. Uh, Fred Bishi, Dr. Fred Bishi, welcome. Oh, thank you very much, Rebel. It's my pleasure. I'm very happy to be on. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad I finally got you on. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um, Let's talk about, we were talking, I mean, before we even got started, we got to talking about um, that there are very, very few long-term raw fooders, and by long-term, what are we talking, 30, 40 years, and living to be 100 or so? Well, over the, you know, in my observation over the uh, last 50 years or so, because I've been exposed to raw foods for probably closer to... Uh, almost 60 years, I was always eating plenty of raw foods at that point on, but I never really got to the point where my diet was all raw until just about 40 years ago. But I, I watched very, very closely, and I took a look at what was going around and the claims that people were making. A lot of the people that were supposed to be the teachers in this were advocating uh, that you follow this lifestyle. And I noticed that uh, very few of them... Uh, ever made it to 100. In fact, I don't think there was any that I was aware of. So, um, it, you know, and it made me wonder, how could this be when when uh, eating raw food diet is supposed to be so profound and when you're leaving out all these things that are not that good for us? And I've seen a lot of people that did it for 10, 15, 20 years, and then they kind of lost direction. They start eating uh, some cooked foods and... When somebody's been doing it a long time, when they start eating cooked food, it kind of opens up Pandora's box, and they have a very hard time to control themselves. So there seems to be, uh, in my observation, what happens, a lot of people, when they start eating a raw diet, after the initial detox, they have this profound um, feeling that they discovered something that they could just go on forever. But as the years go on, the gap between what's happening between people eating, you know, I wouldn't say exactly say the standard American diet, and the gap between people that are eating raw, it seems to get closer and closer together. The quality of life is always better on a raw food diet if you're doing it correctly, even if you're eating a small amount of cooked food like an 80-20 diet. But for some reason or other, and there is an explanation for it, they don't really seem to live that much longer than anybody else. In fact, in my experience, I know a few people personally that are over 100 years old. None of them are on on, on an an all raw diet. So there has to be an explanation for that. And, um, you know, I I believe that um, some of the explanations are in my book. The, The reason for that is that when you follow a raw food diet strictly, and the diet is actually changing your tissue quality. What happens, you become more vulnerable to other um, external uh, form of toxins that are in our environment and some internally. Stress is a factor. Not being spiritually grounded is another factor. So there are many, many other other factors that you have to deal with and you have to um, realize that they are in our life and that we have to deal with them if we want to live a high-quality life to a very advanced stage. You don't only want to live a long time, 
but you want to live a very high-quality life, be very physical, active, and mentally sharp? And that's the question. That's where a lot of people seem to be uh, kind of confused. Many people into raw food diet, though, they think because their diet is raw, they can eat um, large amounts of food. That's part of the problem. You really can't. As the years go on, you have to eat less to remain healthy because your body becomes more biologically efficient. You need less calories to have more energy. And you're more, you're more uh, susceptible to mistakes in, uh, into the biological rhythms of the human body that control our biological rhythms and our metabolic rate. You really can't really, if you want to live a long time on a raw food diet, you know, you can't eat gluttonously, and it's not a good idea to eat, you know, late at night after the sun goes down, because whatever you're eating, then it's the same as if eating a bad diet. Why, why is that? I, I know somebody, uh, I interviewed somebody recently who's got a book called The Daylight Diet, and he says you shouldn't eat, um, I think he said for three hours after you get up and no later than, I think, six or depending on when the sun goes down. Why is that inefficient after that? Well, because your body's controlled by circadian rhythms. Circadian rhythms control your metabolic rate. When, you, when, you, when it goes from daylight to darkness, the optic nerve in your eye sends a message to an apostat in your brain. It's not in your brain, we'll say in your brain, to slow your metabolism down. So if, you're eating, if the sun goes down at 5 o'clock, if you're eating 8 o'clock, your metabolism is much slower. You're not going to digest your food as well. You might not digest it completely. So if you're eating two hours before you go to bed, that food, even though you might have started out with good food, is going to turn into something that's going to, you know, it's going to create an, um, uh, endogenous toxins or biological debris. Yeah, Paul, Paul Nissan wrote that book. He's 100% correct. We've been talking about this for years. Okay, so what you're saying, Dr. B- uh, Bishi, is that if that's what's happening with a lot of people right now, they're, they're basically turning their bodies into toxic waste dumps as they continue eating after dark. Well, I don't want to use the term toxic waste dump. The average, thin, the average American might be a toxic waste dump, but it's not, the be- it's not the best way to get the most out of a raw food lifestyle. Okay. A lot of people are being told that being the food is raw, you can eat all you want all day. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't work. It doesn't work in the long run. I, you know, that's one thing. I, it, it took me a couple of years to find that out, but when I found that out, it changed the course of my life. Matt, might I ask you, on a regular basis, on, say, just a regular day, what, what is your uh, diet like? I usually don't eat till about, uh, like today, I have a busy day, it's... Uh, it's a 143 here. I just had my first meal a little while ago. I'm not really consistent in where I don't. I might get up in the morning, have a juice, but usually I, I eat one or two meals a day, and it's not a lot of food. It consists of a combination of uh, fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, and those type of things. I don't eat a lot. I definitely try to avoid eating late at night. I do do it sometimes, but I know it's not good, and I suffer the consequences the next day. My diet is very simple. I do eat some sprouts. I do drink juices, but that's about it. It's very simple, nothing large amounts. The more I eat, up to a certain point, I eat enough to create energy. Beyond that, I lose energy. If I want to have a lot of energy tomorrow morning, I definitely don't eat anything. 
If I want to get up and go for a run or do something like that, I don't eat before I do anything like that. Okay. Uh You've got a new DVD out, uh, Dr. Fred Bishi, Your uh, Healthy Journey with Michael Perrine, or Perrine, how is that pronounced? Perrine. Perrine, Michael Perrine. He's got some great recipes in there. Uh, I want to ask you, just looking through that, uh, do you feel the training to max intensity is still the best way? I know you used to do that. Do you still do that? The train to maximum intensity? Yes, sir. Yes, I do. Right now... Yeah, well, years ago when I was working, I was a, um, a competitive weightlifter. I developed my own way of training, which was maximum intensity. In other words, I trained with very, very heavy weights. They were heavy for me. They were heavy weights. And then um, I rested a lot in between my, my workouts. It made me very – I was very strong at the time. And uh, even at a lighter body weight, even up until about 15 years ago, when I was still training very, very heavy, I was deceptively strong for for a thin guy. You know, I'm thin. Mm-hmm. At a body at a body weight of when I was training heavy, I was at probably ten. I don't really know ten, maybe fifteen pounds heavier than I am now. Because your body responds with 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 heavy resistance to muscle growth, but I was still very strong. I was still able to do knee bends with three hundred pounds and things like that for a man that was in his sixties or late fifties, early sixties, and be able to do things. You know, right now, I can't do that because I, I had a serious accident. I wasn't able. I haven't trained. But my hope and my aspiration is that to start going back to do training like that again, and you know, uh, precondition myself so I could train like that without hurting myself. But it would take probably about six months to recondition myself where I could really train the way I used to train. I believe it can be done. But I won't really find out till I do it again. I'm hoping in in, uh, in a few months I'll be 80 years old. I want to be able to see how much improvement I can make out of as a man that's in the ninth decade decade of his life. Okay. Um, in your book, uh, your healthy journey, discovering your body's full potential, you give a. Uh food program here, which I think a lot of people actually need who are transitioning to raw, and, and you talk about, I think basically your, your, your video and your book are made for people who are transitioning. Is this correct? Or I mean, it's good for people like myself who have been doing this for quite some time, but I think it's very good. You've got an intermediate eating lifestyle and uh, what to eat and how to eat, and make it very simple. Well, it is a very simple book, but see, there's a lot more to that than most people realize. There are people that I have, the intermediate level lifestyle, I've given it some variables. There are people that come to see me, won't stop eating a little bit of fish, a little bit of chicken. I make it so they can be very healthy, and it's never going to be a transition diet for them. Remember, I have people on that diet that have been doing it for years that are healthier than a lot of the people that are on an all-raw diet. Sure. They just don't understand the chemistry of how that works. They're looking at it in the wrong light. They don't understand the concept of what you leave out, how important that really is. So, and in the back of the book, there is a there is a 100% raw food diet, but you have to keep in mind a lot of people come to me, come to me from mainstream America to come and recommended by doctors, and they're not ready to go to an all-raw diet, and some people will never be ready to go. But I can make that diet. And with a little bit of manipulation of their chemistry, I can accomplish, just about accomplish the same thing. 
Okay. Dr. Fred, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay. Uh, Fred Bishi for health.com. That's F-R-E-D-B-I-S-C-I, the number four health, H-E-A-L-T-H, Fred Bishi for health.com. All one word. Check it out. Uh, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Revel. Welcome back to Rockin' Radio. Please check out my newest site, letstalkraw.com, where your questions will be asked of our guests. We've got a full lineup through July 29th as of this episode. With a small one-time lifetime fee, you can participate in all interviews by emailing your questions and receive my e-booklet, Let's Talk Raw, an unbaker's dozen of my favorite recipes. This segment of Rockin' Radio is also sponsored by PhotoboothLosAngeles.com, the premier photo booth rental company in Southern California. If you know of or are holding an upcoming event, please consider having Photo Booth Los Angeles as part of the festivities. They're available for weddings, graduations, corporate events, reunions, anniversaries, and more. Uh, let's get back to Dr. Fred Bishi. I've got a lot of questions here, and I know, you know, some of these things I can ask one question, and you could go on forever on it. So we're doing really good getting a lot of stuff in here. Uh, Dr. Bishi, you know, obviously, about the 80-10-10 and fats. How, how do you feel about fats and proteins in a raw food program? Well, I, um, you know, based on the concept of what you leave out, it's a good diet, of course. But um, uh, I don't really, you know, make something that rigid because everybody's got There's thousands of variables in the, in the, uh, the human chemistry. And uh, when you're talking about the 80-10-10 diet, Doug Ray was a friend of mine. It's a, it's a good diet. But uh, I myself, you know, went through a long period of time where I ate a lot of fruit. I ran a lot of marathons and two 50-mile races. And when I stopped exercising like that, it was way too much uh, sugar in my blood. I was suffering from hyperinsulinism. Yet when you eat a lot of, you know, a lot of sugar from any any source, you could have a lot of insulin in your blood, and it's definitely a factor in us aging. So um, it's a good diet based on what you leave out, but I regulate. I don't uh, have people eat a lot of fruit just to make up the calories unless they're exercising. Everybody's an individual, so I, I program it to individuals. You know, we're not only talking about sweet fruit. We're talking about, you know, um, you know, uh, Tomatoes, cucumbers, cucumbers, and things like that. Yeah, what people consider vegetables. Right, and you need you need greens to stabilize the uh, to stabilize that type of a diet. But if that's somebody, if that's what somebody's comfortable with, you know, and they're doing well, you know, I don't have a problem with it. But I have found over the years that a lot of the uh, old timers that followed that type of a diet, they didn't do well. I mean, I had a personal friend of mine that that was into that, a fruitarian type of diet, and um, he didn't do well. I mean, he ended up dying of, you know, from cancer, and he had a lot of problems over the years, besides losing his teeth and other things. Wow. So did, so, he, did he not it, add, add greens? If you don't have cancer, fruit is an excellent food. I just had some fruit and some nuts. That's what I just had. You know, I'm, I'm not against. I like, I believe in a variety of different foods. I, I believe that you shouldn't overeat on fat. I believe you shouldn't overeat on, on sh- you know, sugar. I believe food is a fabulous food. The cleaner you are, the more... You see, the cleaner you are, the cleaner the biological terrain the human body is, you don't have to eat a lot of fruit. Three pieces of fruit is more than enough for me to keep me going all day if I want to go out and run 10 miles. 
So why would I eat a lot of fruit? I just can't do it. At this point in my life, I, ha I would have to force myself to eat a lot. And I don't, I'm just using myself as an example. Mm -hmm. When I first got into this years ago and I was running, I could eat a lot of fruit. But it took its toll on me over a period of years. So I, everybody's different, though. I never make any of this personal with anybody. Um, I don't, you know, some people say, oh, I do better by eating a lot of fat. All right. Now, some people say, I do better by eating a lot of fruit. That's okay. So long as you stabilize it with the other things. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Balance it out. Right. Basically simple. Now, many people who start raw have, have problems with digestion, bloating, and stuff like that. How important would uh, taking enzymes, ex extra enzymes, be in your... Very important. Um, right now, at this point in my life, as far as my immediate feeling, I don't need any enzymes. I, I, I feel pretty much the same. But I take them because what I believe that they are adaptogens. I believe they're one of the reasons why I'm slowing down the aging process. Now, when I, I saw the benefits of the enzymes when I had my accident, I had a pretty bad accident. Three of the best doctors said I need shoulder replacement, I, that I would not recover, be able to move my arm. And not only did I recover, I'll move my arm around right now. And uh, when I was in a lot of pain, when I took the enzymes, it was like a miracle. So I'm a very strong believer in the enzymes. Most people, a lot of people into raw foods will tell you that if you're eating a raw diet, you're getting enough, um, enough for the enzymes. They don't understand metabolic enzymes. They don't understand that your, your body produces over 3,000 different types of metabolic enzymes. If you're taking the systemic enzymes, you're sparing a conversion of metabolic enzymes for all these other bodily functions. If you're able to do that, guess what? You're slowing down the aging process. So a lot of people comment about a lot of things. Uh, which is everybody has their opinion, but do you have the experience? I've seen over 30,000 people. I Well, about someplace between 25 and 30,000, I don't really know. I've seen what the enzymes can do. So I have, I'm, you know, I don't have to, without sounding like, I don't want to come across as being arrogant. I don't have to go to the books because I've seen it in my own experience. I've designed my own enzymes. I see how they work. I see how they work with people that are very sick. You see immediate response in three or four days. I see people that are eating a raw food diet that are having problems. In 90% in of the cases, when they start taking the enzymes, they start to improve. When you first go from a, a, a processed food diet to a raw food diet, it's not abnormal to have a lot of gas because your body is going through house cleaning. So, you, you know, you're starting to remove the, the, uh, the biological debris, which is been deposited in your the biological terrain of the human body. I mean, you could do it without them, but, uh, you know, if you want to be philosophical, you want to stick to a, uh, a specific philosophical consequence and pay the price for it, that's okay with me, too. But me, I like to help the people that come to see me, give them a shortcut, and help them to get through this without putting them through something they might not be able to handle. We, we have to remember, we have to deal with individuals who, who they are as a person. Not everybody can go on a long-term water fast or a, a liquid diet or a juice fast. Some people are looking for other ways around this, which I have to provide for them. You know, there are other ways to do this. Okay. Um, so what do, how do you feel about how important is organic? Organically grown foods? Uh-huh. I believe it's very important. 
I personally believe that um, we are the sickest industrialized uh, country in the world. This country has come to an impasse where they have to realize um, what is exaggeration and quackery and what is real. Mm -hmm. Remember, what people just... But people discern to be radicals based on the position that they're coming from. A lot of people on the Stand America diet will look at somebody eating a raw diet or a vegan diet or eating a diet that has a minimum of animal protein as being radical. It's not radical. It's the truth. It's the basic concept. They look at uh, organically grown foods as being kind of a ripoff. It's not. We're getting sick today because the, the chemicals that are in our food, in our environment, that are in our teeth, mercury toxicity is a disaster. People accumulating mercury, not in the biological terrain in the human body, but in their brains. It's causing a lot of short-term memory loss. Could be a factor in Alzheimer's and dementia. Could be a factor in neurological disorders. That's the reality we're talking about. I'm talking about science here now. I'm not talking about personal opinion. I'm talking about what the, my studies in science have shown and my relationship to people that are experts in each specific field shows what's happening to people. A lot of people are suffering. One of the things I'm noticing are a lot of raw fooders that call me up. They got short-term memory loss. Mm -hmm. And now I don't know whether it's from a vitamin B12 deficiency, which is one of the first indications. It could be from the amalgam fillings that's in their mouth. I don't really know. Um, I, I'm very fortunate to have been exposed to... Uh, um, a Russian dentist, that, that this is his specialty. I've done, been involved in some research with him. His name is Edward Hutton in Manhattan. He's an expert in uh, mercury toxicity. Fabulous guy. But there's many different facets to this that we have to look at. <clears throat> yeah, well, I'm, I'm one of those people, and that's, that's what I'm looking at, too, is uh, how to reverse. Do you, have you helped anybody or seen people's uh, memory loss or reverse via raw food or B12 or enzymes or getting the mercury out of their teeth? Yeah, you can reverse it. We, I was involved with um, um, uh, a, a, a neurorefinery disaster in, uh, in this country where people had all these symptoms. And, um, you know, one person I worked with, you know, we reversed uh, about 70% of it. That's as long as I was able to work with the person. It definitely can be reversed. It's a very... Uh, systematic process that you have to grow, go through one step at a time. Sometimes we need other, we need help. You know, there's, uh, there's different ways to approach it. I, I also use a hyperbaric chamber, an infrared sauna in my practice, and I, 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 I tuned it up. I, I keep it very uh, sophisticated. I do extra things that I really don't want to go into publicly because it's not a good idea for me. <laughs> but I have to, uh, you know, refined a lot of this stuff to make it more efficient. Gotcha. Okay, Dr. Bishy, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay. Fred Bishy for health.com. Uh, it's a number four, Fred Bishy, B-I-S-C-I, four, number four, health.com. Uh, we'll be right back. Hi, Revel back with Rockin' Radio and Dr. Fred Bishi. This segment of Rockin' Radio is brought to you by the Raw Spirit Festival, which will be held in three different locations throughout 2009. Go to rawspirit.com to find out when and where. At this time, I'm scheduled to speak Santa Barbara and Prescott, Arizona. Please come visit. 
Uh, remember to surrender to the blender for optimal health. My book, Smoothies and Smoothies for Life, is out. It's on Amazon. It's also on my website, revelations.com. That's with two V's and two L's. Uh, segment is also brought to you by popsproductions.com, where you can find webinars on web servers, web 2.0, social media, links to great money-saving online resources, and more. Find out about their latest online classes to improve your relationship with the Internet at popsproductions.com. Uh, Fred Bishi is my guest, Dr. Fred Bishi. His website, Fred Bishi for Health. He's got a new book out. Um, you know, I like the book, uh, Dr. Fred, because it's called Your Healthy Journey, Discovering Your Body's Full Potential. I like books that are simple to read, yet they're deep. There's more in here than somebody could get just reading it the first time. Right. I'm glad you see that. Believe it or not, that was condensed from about 300 pages. We wanted to have a book that's very, when they look at it, they said a person would say, I want to read that. We wanted to keep it very, very simple. But there is, you know, over 40 years of research, and the more you read it, the more you understand the concept of what you leave out, and you'll start to see why I put it together the way it did, and you'll see how well it would really work. I'm glad you saw that. Gee, that's wonderful. That's my intention, to pe- people to really see that. I had one guy tell me when he first read it, who, you know, who had come to see me, he says, Freddie, when I first read your book, I was very disappointed. But when I read it the second time, I have to say, it had a whole new meaning to me, which made me very happy because the, uh, the, 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 the gentleman that was is my associate, Rory and I, that was my intention that when we got the book out, we wanted to keep it simple, but deep, and make it effective, and that anybody could follow it. Now, you have a few pages here on what you should leave out. Can you give us a synopsis of what that means? Well, the basic premise that I start from from what you leave out, the real problem in, in our society is the processed food. If somebody was to start from the premise that they left out all the processed food, they would be into a healthy diet already. I see people that come to see me, That's where they start from. Within a week, they go into a detox. They're eating some of the foods that we would rather not, that they didn't eat, because none of it is processed. You have them eating, separating the starches and the proteins, their pain starts to go away. Their gas starts to go away. That's how simple it is. If you read Weston Price's book, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration, he examined all these indigenous people that were on different diets, but they were all healthy. The reason for that is that they, nobody was eating processed food. They lived in a clean environment. And the common denominator amongst all this is the processed food when you leave it out. Cake, candy, soda, rice cream, cigars, you know, cold cuts. Once you start to leave out the processed food, your body recognizes this, goes into a remedial road of, mode of healing, and then, of course, you could start there and work all the way up to a raw diet. Well, Dr. Fred, I've, I've seen a lot of people who have issues with things they're addicted to, like caffeine, and um, they, they can't figure out how to stop drinking coffee. What would you suggest? Well, see, it's all in our chemistry. If you take a look at that book, you'll see what I'm trying to get out. I have lots of people that I've worked with that were addicted to drugs. You name it, I've worked with, with, with uh, drug addiction. And... What I do is I pick one thing at a time. With a lot of drug addicts, when they give up their drugs, they go to nicotine, to caffeine, and then they go to food, and then they go to processed carbohydrates. With coffee, uh, you have, if, if, you know, if you're trying to go into a healthy diet, 
and you don't give up the coffee, you're never going to make it where you're going to feel comfortable with what you're eating. The key is to get comfortable with what you're eating through your chemistry where you have no cravings. A lot of the people who come to see me, most of them come to see me, within two or three weeks their cravings are gone because I, make, I encourage them to do it by what you leave out. I get them to leave out all the obvious stimulants. The first week or two weeks they complain, it's hard, they have headaches, and I use a personal approach. I let the people speak to me on a regular basis. I wean them through this. I get them spiritually grounded. I help them, I tell them to go to, to the, the, uh, the most important thing is to detox your body. I get them to do, you know, take warm beds with Epsom salts, go for colonics, take enemas, because that gets them through this whole process. Like methadone. I got people off methadone. It's worse than heroin. That's how I do it. Sometimes when people are really addicted to something, I give them some supplements to um, substitute to stimulate their chemistry temporarily, and then I get them off the obvious bad things, and then I get them off that too if, it, if I have to. Now, I notice in your book you talk about uh, water, and I was going to ask you about that. Um, why ionize water as opposed to, say, reverse osmosis or what's the other thing, distilled, that people talk about a lot? Well, there's a lot of misinformation out there. I'm very fortunate to work with probably the most um, knowledgeable guy about water in, uh, in the country. His name is Louis Reyes. Reyes, he owns a big company in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, what he does is all, you know, it's laboratory work, and he breaks all the waters down to the, to the, the positive and negative of each one. Um, you know, ionized water, it does work. Um, I drank distilled water for at least 30 years, and uh, it's okay. It's, not, it's not, not a panacea. It's not inert. Unless you run the distilled water through the boiling chamber more than three times, and then everything, it, then it becomes inert and all the minerals are removed. When it gets to that point, then you could have a problem. At that point, it could, you could lose some electrolytes. When you're drinking originally distilled water, it's only run through the boiling chamber once. It has almost the same amount of uh, minerals in it as uh, reverse osmosis, which has some minerals. It's just, when you, you, when you distill in the water, you're killing the bacteria in it better than any, anything else. So if that's what a person wants to do, if they have any doubt about it, they could add a little bit of something, so a little bit of wheatgrass or some, add some kind of sea minerals in it to, to give it a little more um, conductivity if they want to. Reverse osmosis, it's expensive. You know, it's another clean source of water. It's possible it could have some bacteria in it, not likely. But ionized water, when you run it through a filter, you can't put uh, reverse osmosis uh, water or... or um, Distilled water through in, into an, a water ionizer. I've seen the benefits. I use it myself. I really like it. It, make, it makes, a, it makes a, a big difference. It's very convenient. Water is a solvent in the transport medium. It's very important. Um, even if you're on a raw diet, there might be periods where you need water. You won't need as much because fruits and vegetables are water plump. When I had my accident, I definitely needed more water. There was no two ways about it. As soon as I drank more water, I had less pain. So, it's, you know, it's not a simple issue. Again, I always, um, every situation is different. That's why I like to know, you know, uh, when somebody asks me a question like that, I like to know more specifics 
why they're asking the question so I can personalize the answer for them. Okay. Um, how important would you say is chewing food? <laughs> I think I know the answer to that. Yeah, that's, it's very important. I don't always do it myself, to be perfectly honest with you. you know, if you want to call flesherizing, you know, years ago some guy said you could chew everything. His name was Fletcher. Uh-huh. You chew it up into a liquid, which is true. But, you know, the way the world is and we're so busy, you know, a lot of people just chew the food up and flush it down with a glass of water or they'll just chew it and swallow it in chunks. Well, you're making it much harder on your digestion. You're going to cause flatulence. And flatulence is a much bigger problem than most people realize how serious an issue that could be. It could lead to different types of diseases like colitis, Crohn's disease, could be a factor in food allergies and asthma and all kinds of problems. So chewing is very important. It's uh, something that everybody should do better, including myself. Extremely important, Bevel. It really is. Yeah, and flatulence also leads to uh, misdiagnosis of heart heart uh, problems and could possibly lead to heart problems, no? A lot of other problems, too. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Bishi, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Okay, don't go away. I want to talk to you in a minute. Uh, Fred Bishi for health.com. Get the book, Your Journey, uh, Your Healthy Journey, Discovering Your Body's Full Potential and its Companion DVD at his website. Fred Bishi, that's B-I-S-C-I, the number four health.com. It's going to be on uh, my website, uh, Rockin' Radio, so just go there, and if you don't remember the, uh, the address, go there, and you'll find our interview and the... Uh, website. And remember, go right now to register for letstalkraw.com. I'm going to talk to Dr. Bishi about being on that so you can ask him questions. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode of Rockin' Radio. Please feel free to go to rockinradio.com to purchase books and DVDs by all of my guests to keep this program on the air. If you would like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity saying, remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now. We'll